Welcome to another episode of the Duke Lot Show. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. We have Karosha Anakero, uh, the host of Hollywood Entertainment, Atlanta Happenings, and Supernatural News Bullets. She is a trademarked as a queen of paranormal for lectures and comic books. And uh, to me, she is the leader in uh, paranormal uh, experts and she is a pop con, a pop culture icon, an actress, an author, a radio host, TV personality, and part of the Exorcist legacy. A humanitarian, also a chaplain, and a 12-time Paranormal Awards winner. Uh, she has been part of Hollywood movies as far as Ghostbusters, uh, The Walking Dead, um, the 40th anniversary of The Exorcist and Halloween Kills, just to name a few. She has starred in films, um, The Silent Times, in which she won an award for Madame Lorona and was featured in the Broadway World Magazine, an award-winning international executive film producer. We are so excited to have her here on the Duke Lot Show, and we thank you, Carol, for being here. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to be here with us. And we are so honored and privileged to have you. Thank you so much. Well, you know what I have to say? Thank you very, very much for having me here. And uh, I'm excited to be on your show. You're such a positive gentleman. And I'm sure that we are going to rock and roll this program. Yes. And so if you can give the audience a little bit more um, into your life as the leading expert on paranormal and how you believe and how your day goes and um, how does that work out for you? Well, um, I have been in the paranormal all my life, for one thing. We have seven generations, now going on eight, that I can track back that um, were into dream interpretation, uh, reading tea leaves, and all of this. I'm also part Native American from um, Abenaki from Newport, Vermont. Yes. My heritage is uh, Russia, Poland, Lithuanian. Mm -hmm. um, so I come, I come by all of this, I guess, naturally. And I was very young when my family discovered that I had the same gift that my grandmother had. My mother didn't have it. It kind of skipped a generation and went yes. to me. And from that point forward, I just, um, I used it, I embraced it, I like it, I love it. And I had the opportunity to, I was using Queen of the Paranormal, uh, oh God, for almost 20 years. Yes. And I decided about 10 years ago to trademark it. It was the best move I ever did. Yeah. I trademarked it. And oh, heck, broke loose. <laughs> you know, people, people in the paranormal industry, they call themselves the paranormal grandma. They call rock and roll paranormal person. And all of this stuff. I go and trademark the queen of the paranormal. I thought I had like a death sentence after me or something. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, from a financial aspect and a business aspect of trademarking was the best thing because then it led to comic books which led to different television programs and books in general so uh i've been doing this like i said all my life yes and trademarking it was a great thing yes so i follow paranormal and that's one of the reasons why i had to have you as a guest i waited and i know you're busy and i i'm so privileged and honored to have you because um, I have a buddy of mine that his name is Prozac and um, he makes uh, videos and he's made TV shows on Amazon um, yeah. where he, you know, he goes in houses and, you know, tries to find paranormal. So um, what is your experience of of how do you channel channel into that experience? How do I channel into videoing or the whole paranormal experience? Yes. What does it take to to get there to channel into the spirits, the 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 dead, or 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 I I, I want to say the correct thing because I don't want to be wrong. How does it? What does it take to channel in? Uh well, for one thing, um, sometimes you're born into it, like I am. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, people have been known to have horrific accidents or heart attacks or strokes, and then all of a sudden they become clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. 
I believe you can maybe stretch the bounds of what you know. Like, like I put it this way, you know, everyone can play chopsticks on the piano. Right. But can you take that ability and become a concert pianist? Okay. Very few. So with saying that mm -hmm. and going too into the paranormal, I guess you either have it or you don't. Okay. And yes, you can have all the equipment in the world and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't realize about this equipment is that it, especially the really high tech stuff and the expensive stuff, they're so hypersensitive to every little thing that goes by. That's one of the main reasons they film at night. Plus it looks scary. Right, <laughs> yeah. So, so like, okay, you know, so the, the, yeah, the equipment will go off this and that. So you, you, you either have to have the ability to be able to feel the spirits like with your hands, like I do, yes. um, in your body, um, and feel those vibrations and then direct your equipment that way. Okay. Um, that's how you kind of channel into it all. So, um, and watching those shows and watching you and watching Ghost Hunters, I've learned a little bit about that equipment and, you know, and, and you're right, it's so hypersensitive. That's the thing, you know, and um, so how do you feel about the, the guys who are doing like the Ghost Hunters? How do you feel about that? them oh my goodness gracious now going on about 15 or so years wow. we're under the same event management company called ideal event management we toured all over the place yeah. i ghost hunted with them yeah. and uh decent uh group of men mm -hmm. let's say but we always have to remember the entertainment industry is called entertainment for a reason. Yes. I think it's a great way to get started if you're interested in ghost hunting and, and this and that. But then again, um, if you really are interested, take the shows for what they are and actually go to a mentor that has done it for many, many years and learn the not that they're not doing it the correct way, but let's say, look at, I mean, they're filming five to eight days, condensing yeah. it to one hour, making it look like an hour. Right. Is that real? Right. A logic, you know, and when I used to do CC the Huntress, my different programs that I do, 100% mm -hmm. real. When the tape ran out, well, that was it, done. Um, <laughs> now it's digital, but, you know, back then we had, you know, the little, uh, the the three CC chip there and the little tapes. And that's what we used. And when that that hour ran out, we kind of coordinated how many minutes. Um, that was the end of it. Uh, there was no uh, fancy editing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, and I'd use all the skills that I did learn. And I do teach quite a few people that the shows are fine. They're mm -hmm. fun, they're entertaining. You get involved in all the stuff and you're screaming at the TV. <laughs> politics right you know? <laughs> right <laughs> yeah people get so involved with their characters they're not doing it right and they're all yelling and they have bashing everybody on social media mm -hmm. and i just say take it for the fun of it if yeah. you really want to get involved in it get someone that knows really what they're doing and then don't watch the shows and then you'll be able to see what really happens yes. uh, during a paranormal investigation yes yeah, so how was it being the host of such a great show, the Hollywood Entertainment and the Atlanta Happenings and Supernatural News? How was it being the host for that? I love it. <laughs> Busy, right? Why? Because I'm my own boss. <laughs> you don't tell me anything. Right? <laughs> and it's great because we're a family uh, company, KO Productions, and mm -hmm. I have my son, my daughter, my grandson, and we... Um, yeah, we, we do a lot of things together. And as far as a Hollywood entertainment news, it started off as a magazine first, okay. right before the pandemic hit. And I came up with an idea, why don't we take that magazine in and do a television end with a tab off of it? Okay. So that's what we did. And now we have, you know, that. And with that, I've become more than just like half of a little partner. Yeah. I own it. Yeah. And as three years have gone by, plus then I work with a company out of Atlanta called The Cast Firm, mm -hmm. and they wanted something for their digital signage screens, right. which um, are in liquor stores, uh, restaurants, um, gas stations, you know, yeah. the, you know, the screens. 
and they wanted something quick, simple, and easy. Okay. So I modeled Atlanta happenings after Hollywood Entertainment News because they're quick little blurbs. And uh, so that's what I've been doing. It's fun facts about Atlanta. Yeah. And, and some current things too. We're in the process of doing that. And Supernatural News Bullets is seen exclusively right now, but now we're moving the format some to uh, Comcast and well, just a whole multitude of places. Again, the format is brief, but it's jam-packed with information, educational information regarding the supernatural. Yes. And uh, my grandson is so afraid of the ghost train. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, you know, he'll be hiding. Could you play that again? And yeah. then he'll hide. He doesn't even watch it. <laughs> Just right. hear it. But um, that has, a, when you're in international airports, it's great to get the feedback. Uh, you know, from people traveling the globe that say, hey, I saw you up there. And, you know, that's really, I didn't know that. And, yeah. you know, they write you positive things. Yeah. So how good. Yeah. So how long have you been in the entertainment industry? Been in the entertainment industry, I think, probably since I was, that would be entertainment. Maybe 12 years, <laughs> maybe 12 years old when I started singing uh, with a guitar in the folk mass at church. Yeah. And I had a talent for the guitar and singing. And that led into other uh, projects and things. And I sang backup for Joe Cocker and the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. And Bobby Vinton and a whole bunch of a multitude of people. Um, as a backup singer. So uh, I guess I've been in it for a long, long time in one aspect or another. Yes. Okay, so to me, you're the best in the paranormal field. And even though I got a buddy, I think you top him for sure in what he's doing, in my opinion. And uh, so what, do you, what, what advice would you give someone looking to join the field and to learn about um, how to channel in uh, the spirits and, and to get to the other side? Well, first of all, you have to find out why they're doing it in the first place now and okay. not years ago. Yeah. Why is it? Because something seems really cool on TV. Yeah. You want 15 minutes of fame. Right. Or do you really want to connect with maybe a relative that passed away, an animal mm -hmm. uh, like that? Um, so you, finding out the reason is very, very important. I mean, it's like if you want to be famous, have a TV show and you know, throw your mother under the bus to get there, it won't happen. It's right. like taking a garage band and all of a sudden they're Led Zeppelin. Okay, doesn't happen. You know, right. the odds is against you. Yeah. But if you go into it with a good heart and you really want to educate yourself and you're going for a particular reason, then that's what you go for. And if fame comes, and it comes with your good work and with your knowledge that you put out for the people to see. Yes. So how do you, um, are you just deal with the paranormal or are you a psychic too? Well, I, I have a thing with psychics. I, I am a psychic as well. Okay. Um, but I'm not the typical psychic. I oh. like to read energy patterns. Uh, sometimes I predict. Uh, I won't. And sometimes I'll tell you your mother's favorite color. <laughs> but I'm not going to get in. What I don't like is, and I have done this in the field. I've tested it many, many years. Like go to a psychic fair. It's a bunch of us. And it costs money, you know, for a reading. There'll be five of us. I've saved up. We all go to the same psychic, but we pretend we don't know each other. Right. And nine times out of ten, she gives everyone the same reading. Okay. And she pulls on your heartstrings. So I would have to say 98% of all psychics and paranormal experiences, or whatever you call paranormal, mm -hmm. um, isn't real. I mean, go to hell in the handbag, as far as I'm concerned. It's just bogus. Right. Uh, so it's the 2% that we really look for, that you cannot explain through any kind of, uh, you know, educational background, right. you know, physics, uh, forensics, I mean, psychology, anything. You cannot, then therefore you have something paranormal. So in saying that, is there a way for a person like me or a normal person, um, and we're all normal, but I want to ask, 
is there a way to be able to tell that? How, how, how would a person be able to tell? Is it just you go to one and then you go to another and you go to another? How, how, do, you, how do you decipher who's real and who's not? Well, usually they give you in general readings. Okay. And, and I was a police officer. Okay. I used on the gang task force and a de- detective on there uh, for a few years. And um, I went to the police academy, graduated top of my class and top of my class with firearms training. Mm-hmm. And I believe that detectives make the best psychics in the world because we are trained to watch your every movement. Right. I'm watching your teeth clench. I'm watching you breathe. I'll even go to reach for your hand. I'll feel your pulse. I I know if you're lying because your eyes are going all over the place. <laughs> right. And uh, and I ask you questions and I stare at you to make sure I get uh, an answer to go forward. Um, that's what these psychics do. Okay. They know how they know what to look for. They know how to ask a question to get a response to to ask another leading question. And next thing you know is, oh my God, they're reading my mind. Right. No, they're not. They're they're reading your profile. Okay. Basically, uh, they're reading your body language. Right. Yeah. So I just uh, I really admire what you do and. You know, I I was gonna ask and and I decided not to now. But like, you know, maybe one day I would love to have a reading from you and and just be able to say, okay, you know, um, I, I I've had a reading before. So um, and the reading, some of it turned out to be true and some of it hasn't happened yet. So it made me question if the reading was real, you know. And 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 the way it happened is I gave my hand. So, um, yeah, that's the way it's happened for me. So what's your, um, what's your mission in life? My mission in life is, I don't know, just to make people happy. Yeah. Uh, and you're doing that. And, and take a positive spin on uh, reality mm-hmm. with the Hollywood entertainment news. It's all about positivity. Mm-hmm. You'll never see a negative comment about, let's say an elderly or um, celebrity or a pop star celebrity. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to do that. Uh, people live their lives vicariously through celebrities, so it's nice to be able to have them give the audience a positive message. You can learn from them. So we're there to focus on the positive and not the negative. And we get a lot of people that have been on the show on a list long, wanting to be on it. Yeah. And there's only so many hours in the day. Uh-huh. But I have to say my mission is to show the positivity in others and help uh, people be happy and want to be known as a good person uh, when I leave this planet. Yes. And so I have to ask, and I want to say I admire everything that you got going on, and I've been checking it out, and I saw you met um, J.J. Evans. So that's from good times as when I was a kid. <laughs> I had to bring that up. So how was it meeting, uh, how was it meeting uh, I think his real name is Jimmy Walker. Uh, yes. He's super famous in, you know, the African-American community and all over the world. How was it? Uh, how was it meeting celebrities like him and different guys? Well, hey, I'm a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. I get starstruck, but I have to restrain myself because I have to remind myself I'm appearing with them as well. We're all yes. on a par. Yes. And there's been many, many times like... I'm not going to mention the celebrities. They all know who they are. Yeah. Uh, but they're looking at my table with a line going out the door, and they're stuck like three or four. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Right. You, I don't know you. And I said, well, they do. Right. <laughs> so I say. But, um, you know, getting back to JJ, oh, my God, I love him so much. We have worked, I don't know, uh, five years together. No, longer than that at least seven years maybe um at different uh comic cons and Mm -hmm. and things like that and uh, just a decent decent human being full of laughs um down to earth and just very friendly always been nice very nice to me i know when i saw the photo i i just kind of like just stared at it like i'm (gasps) off into space and i'm staring at it and i'm like that's like this guy from my childhood, like, you know, and so it was pretty awesome to see that. And I know you're a celebrity and how was it just, do you have to stay out of the public eye sometimes and not be noticed just to live a normal life? How was that for you? 
you know, um, I don't look like this uh, when I go to the store. Yeah. Um, I look like this when I'm on working. Yeah. Um, I do the interviews and they want to see the character. Again, they live vicariously through you. Right. But if I go to like the grocery store, put my hair up, yeah, people people know me, but I think they know to stay away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're pretty decent. And New Hampshire's like a community state. They're all good. And they know I do a lot of work here when it comes to free chaplain services. and. Yeah, it, it, it's good. But now if I go to a Comic-Con or I'm traveling to an event or an appearance, um, that's different. I do have stalkers. I yeah. have uh, serious ones. And uh, so yeah. wherever I go, yeah. um, the people that run the event organization have a photograph and uh, the names and a police report <laughs> or something <laughs> about like a crazy thing they've done to me. And so. Yeah. Um, I can't bar them short of a strangler, <clears throat> but what I do is I just make sure they're not near my table and I have security. It's important to have security. Um, things happen and they happen yeah. quick. Yes. And so if you don't have some security in the room that you're in, a peering room, it can get nasty very quickly. Um, I've been fortunate that um, the Comic Cons that I have gone to and mm -hmm. appearances and uh, events, we always have great security. Right. Okay. So tell us more. Give the audience a glimpse into what you have going on, uh, your projects, maybe books or anything that uh, uh, that you have going on that uh, the audience might not already know? Well, this is one thing I do that the audience does not know. And, uh, this is the first and that's what I want. Know. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a content provider for over 50 magazines. Wow. A new break on your cell phone. Uh, all these, uh, whether it's a celebrity magazine or books yes. or Bitcom, you know, like that, cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. uh, I do a lot of press for a lot of companies. I'm also a media partner in the cast uh, firm. That's why uh, our offices are in Atlanta, and that's why I'm able to do Atlanta happenings is through that connection. And I'm a media partner with a brand new Comcast station called M12. I'm a media partner with 360 TVN, and. No, the, the list just goes on uh, through the digital signage companies that they put up at, like at gas stations. I'm also uh, media partners with all of the digital signage groups and platforms that you see me on. So there's a lot of work behind the scenes um, other than, you know, coming on and smile and put makeup on and stuff <laughs> like that. A lot of technical stuff. And, it, you know, um, <clears throat> yesterday, for example, I got a telephone call. We're having a problem. Um, can you go down to this particular mall um, in this particular state? And I said, my God, it's an hour and a half, two hours away. Right. Um, but we're having a problem. So, you know, we're a partner and you're, you're the one that's the closest. You go down and what we were looking at, because these are media partners of mine, was the digital signage screens to make sure that the creative element was actually playing on the screens. Okay. To be able to take videos, pictures, whatever needs to be done. Because the person purchasing that uh, airtime on those screens wanted to see it in action on all three floors of the mall, right? So right. Yeah. I'm like a nut, you know, <laughs> getting these photographs, working with code all on the, I'm so glad I got my cell phone. I'm really good. <laughs> right? Because I can, I'm standing there working, got my hair and a ponytail, and they're going, KO, I can see your reflection. That doesn't look like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I said, you asked me to go, I left five minutes later. This is what you have. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny, yeah. but um, a lot of people don't know that uh, how deeply involved I am. And of course, with the streaming aspect of Hollywood Entertainment News, uh, before the pand well, yeah, before the pandemic hit, we were doing uh, Mercedes-Benz uh, Moscow Fashion Week. Okay. And and uh, we were doing that, and then 
the pandemic, we're still trying to do it. And then um, Mercedes-Benz, I pulled out because of the war with Ukraine. Right. And the people that I was working with, with in the fashion aspect, they're like, can you stream it? You're going to get rid of us too? Yeah. And I, I said, no, because I feel that these are beautiful young men and women, early 20s, just starting off in their fashion careers. They yeah. don't want the war. Right. Yeah. Why hinder them? I'm not going to. So I ran it. And we have a, a lot of different high-profile uh, streaming events that, that we're going to be putting up and being part of uh, that will be coming out in press releases. You'll see. So yeah. then people will have an idea of, like, more than just the face of Hollywood entertainment news, supernatural news bullets and Atlanta happenings, I actually can do a lot of business behind the scenes. Yes. And yeah. I'm so glad that you explained that because that sounds very, uh, very complicated and just being, you know, uh, on call kind of in a, in a sort of fashion where you, you know, go take care of something that is, you know, happening because you're a partner in it. So, um, right. How is it? Um, I want to ask. I have to ask. I don't want to forget. So I have to ask. <laughs> all right, all right. So do the, do, the, do the spirits have a preference of color that they like to see or that they embrace? Or um, is there a color that goes along with um, the paranormal? You know, um, people have said that there is. Okay. I think, honestly, that the spirits present themselves and what they feel they want you to see individually. Okay. Um, not all dark colors or anything mean, uh, things like that. Right. All super light, bright colors aren't always good. I mean, uh, I did a a ghost hunt with a, um, a blues um, star, uh, James Montgomery, his, his brother on Capitol Records years ago, wow. out of Michigan. And yeah. um, we did an old fire station from 1902. The upstairs was still the fire station with the beds and everything in it. And there was one room I walked into, and it felt awfully comfy. Like, wow, yeah, this is good, right? Yeah. I turned around, walked out, and shut the door. I told them, don't go in there. I said, because bad disguises itself as good and oh. comfort to get you sucked into the situation. So we stayed away from that room, but we did get a lot of evidence and things um, that way. Yeah. And I'm just like, there's so much I can ask, and I have to just make sure that I'm particular about the questions I ask you because I want to know so much, and I know the audience sure. wants, wants okay. to know so much, and we only have... Uh, so much time and so how do you uh, how do you stay balanced being so busy how do you how do you how do you balance that out I stay balanced with my family um, because we are a business together and I love spending time my grandson uh, my daughter my son we laugh like hyenas wherever we go. We have like it's a <laughs> she should film that. That should be a movie. <laughs> we try just to be happy and no complaining. Uh, listen, we're breathing. We wow. all have jobs. What are you complaining for? There are people truly suffering. Right. So I just say, shut up. Come on. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear about your broken toenail or anything else <laughs> on Facebook. I have problems myself, and I don't put them up. We try to be positive. And, you know, I think it sets a good example. Uh, again, people live vicariously through you, so if you could put that positivity out there, people need a dose of that every day. Yeah. And so that's what I, uh, keeps me balanced, is to be able to share life with my family, have the downtime with them, and then, you know, go out with them, like, you know, after working hours of the weekend, you know, just take a special day. And we love ghost hunting. We bring all our stuff with us in the car. Yes. I have a lot of things on my cell phone, like tape recorder. You know, tape, yeah, right. <laughs> right, I'm dating myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, all the, the digital. And some of the apps, um, I don't care for them. But there are some that are really cool, and I'm not going to give kudos to any of them, but some of them generate all these different words, scramble them up, and then throw them at you. Others take the words off of radio programs in the area. 
That's the one I like. I like those kind because you never know what's going to come out of their mouths and shoot it back at you if you ask a question. So those are all neat. And if you you know go to my page, you'll see a, a thing of my daughter and I on Facebook. She's strangling me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's saying we've got it all under control. Yeah. And that's basically that. That's how we look all the time, you know, just having fun and having a good life. Yeah. So how was it living in the great state of New Hampshire? Um, to me, I've lived in New York and I've been, you know, upstate, uh, but I've never been towards Maine, New Hampshire. And I know it's so beautiful there. New Hampshire is, like I said, a, a community state. Okay. Um, it, it's strange. It, it, I moved from Massachusetts to New Hampshire. It was a culture shock, truly was. Uh, I didn't have to keep up with the Joneses. I didn't have to do anything like that. My my kids, nobody was like, oh, I have this particular sneaker. I didn't have to do any of that. It was just like a good hometown feel, very supportive people. Uh, same thing here. Um, I live in a city. Everybody's nice. It's like a melting pot where I live. I don't like the fireworks and neither do my dog, but other than me screaming out the window, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's very nice here. You can go uh, two blocks and you're downtown. You can go two blocks and you're on a tr old railbed trail along a, a, another river and there are bear out there regularly. You'll see, don't go over there, there's bear over there today. And, you know, deer and moose and animals. And, and that's like, you know, blocking out two blocks away. So you're kind of like in the country, in a city. And um, so when people move from other places of America and come here, they, I, I don't know what they're expecting, but they get very upset when they're at, they see animals. Yeah. You know, like you're in New Hampshire, in the middle of the woods. What do you want? <laughs> right. Is it is it um, a harsh winters there? Very harsh winters. Oh, uh, you know what? I would think the state of Maine uh, and upper areas of New Hampshire, um, pretty harsh winters. You know, just like out in uh, Washington State, when you get up towards you know British Columbia, you're going to get. Uh, harsh winters and you know you got Canada right there and um but where I am right here um yeah it gets cold we get snow um I don't I think maybe it's because I'm used to it I don't think I could live like in 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 mid um the United States because of the heat mm -hmm. I kind of like it a bit cooler right um so yeah it's not all that harsh okay So how do you feel we go as a country as far as diversity and equality and inclusion and social issues? How has that been for you? I mean, I know you have been a part of a lot of movies and you've been um, a part of a lot of different lives with people of different races and different colors and different backgrounds. And how do you uh, see the entertainment industry going forward as far as uh, showing diversity as far as um, just say per se, you know, the big thing is, you know, the, the uh, people that are lesbian and gay and trans and, you know, and just uh, different colors. How do you see diversity as far as the entertainment industry? I would have to say that is uh, it's changing rapidly and it should continue that way. I believe that there should be more people of color in the entertainment industry, never mind the paranormal. Mm -hmm. When I first started out doing Cece the Huntress, I um, introduced a lot of people of color, all different ethnicities, and um, I just hope we're able to see this in our our lifetime. Um, yeah, a big change. Things. You know, I, I really think it's up to our generation to teach our children how to be non-biased, not prejudiced, and how to love and be compassionate to everyone and help everyone. Um, it takes a parent and their go goals and, and what they believe in. They need to role model positivity. 
Um, so the next generation coming up will do the same with theirs, do the same with theirs. Right. And you can see the change. We yeah. can see it. Right. But I, I just hope that it comes faster and um, it's just, it's not right, it's not fair, and it's just not good. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big deal. And um, here at the Duke Lot Show, what we have is we're trying to uh, diversify um, the world and, and, and the audience and you know, just, you know, be positive and help people understand that just because uh, I might believe different than what you believe, we can still come together and have a seat at the table. Yeah. So I, I do have to, to ask, um, how was it being a part of The Exorcist and, you know, different movies like that that are so popular? I mean, in my lifetime, I mean, I don't even know how many times I've watched, how many times I've watched The Exorcist. I mean... I mean, I've yeah. rewound it, and you know, it's just one of those movies where it's like you, 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 you watch it, but then you feel like you miss something, so you go back. And I mean, it's such a groundbreaking movie. How was it a part of being? How was it being a part of that? It's iconic. Number one, it's yeah. overwhelming. Number two, I I know Linda Blair very well. We worked wow. together, worked wow. together over the years, have pictures together and stuff. Uh, and she, like me, uh, she does animal uh, rescue, and I do, and uh, it, it's just amazing. Uh, the Exorcist was a bit before my time, but being so iconic, and I met a gentleman named Bob Boyd. Bob Boyd and his uh, friend, um, Matt Siegel, mm -hmm. interviewed I Father Gallagher, and Father Gallagher was the gentleman who was a professor of divinity for uh, William Peter Blatty, okay. who subsequently wrote the book, The Exorcist. Now, I knew about these tapes, these interview tapes from Father Gallagher, and I had come up with this really cool idea. Why don't we do, I called it switchback editing, but it was like a comparison of what the movie said and what the interview said. What was real, what was not real. Right. So that's what I did when uh, they said, you unclean spirits in the movie. Yeah. Right after that, you can see Father Gallagher reading from the Bishop's Files, you unclean spirits. Now, the Bishop's Files are a, a catalog of witness interviews okay. for exorcisms. Now, the exorcist was not done with a girl. It was a boy. Okay. And it was a couple of exorcisms combined to make that. And the witness statements about the things that were happening um, were extraordinary. I mean, they had over 170 witness statements that actually came and saw this stuff happening. Right. That's how rare it is to have to be able to do an exorcism yeah. um, or demons in general. I mean, it's extremely, they are there. Yeah. But of course, for entertainment value on TV, they seem to pop up all the time. Yeah. Um, when that's obviously not true if you got the bishop's files uh with all of those uh, witnesses uh, writing their things down they didn't have cell phones okay. to um you know to film it so they had to see it write down their experiences and the church held it there so what i do is i put together the tape back and forth of you unclean spirits you know, and then Father Gallagher went to another thing, and then another thing from Father Gallagher, on and on and on, sold that to Warner Brothers, and boom, that put me in um, being part of that. It's on the director's cut. Yeah. To be able to see that footage on the director's cut. And that's so awesome to be a part of that because it's so, yeah. it's such a big project. Like, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. like it's just, uh, you know, how do you i i've seen some um so i grew up in a a, a, a predominantly christian home a very mm -hmm. strict christian and um so i've you know we used to go to church um uh, four or five times a week so i've literally and people don't believe this when i say it i've literally seen a man jump from the ground to heights that a normal man can't jump i've seen you know i've seen you know 
different things of you know uh, uh, of what people say is casting out unclean spirits or whatever. Absolutely. And, and 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 you know sometimes you know as you get older you think oh was that real was it for show you know and and now as I get older I realize that those things are actually there you know yes, and, they are. and and how do you um have you ever communicated with someone that you cared about um that was close to you that uh you needed to hear you know something from them um so what I've been told is that it's called a familiar spirit. That's what I've been called. That's what right. I've been told. And in fact, it was just yesterday when I went down to that mall in another state. Um, it's an area that I, I knew very well. I used to hang about there. Uh, and I had a friend that passed away eight years ago. And um, he committed suicide and he was buried. He lived about a mile, no, half a mile from where the mall was. And um, he's buried about a mile from the mall. And so um, I did all my stuff, you, you know, for the digital signage uh, partners that I have. And I ended up uh, getting gas across the street. And just out of the blue, as clear as day, I could hear his voice. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of myself, this whole place has changed. It was a little park. It was a bench, a little thing with water. I remember this being, I'm not going to say rural, right. but I'm going to say um, like there were open spaces. Yes. Now it's all, it's all strip malls, hotels, all this stuff built up. I'm looking around like I'm on a whole different planet, you know? And out of the blue comes his voice saying, I don't hang around here anymore. Oh, I don't come here anymore. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, of course you don't. You're dead, right? So yeah. <laughs> that's the humor in me, right? Yeah. I didn't appreciate, appreciate that. But yeah, um, that was like amazing. And I got home and I was telling my family, hey, you know, so-and-so, he talked to me. And my daughter goes, oh, you're talking to the dead again, Ma. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, but, you know, things like that, those phenomenons like that um they're there and they happen yeah. and it's as clear as day it's not a whispering yeah or, or you gotta crank the volume up i mean it's it's as if they're like right standing next to you you know saying you know i don't come here anymore right. and um it, it's amazing and it made me feel good it's like yeah he's, he's still around here he heard me he knows i'm here and i, I christ i've known the guy since uh like i was 15 so yeah. you know uh, we we went through life together knowing each other so as a familiar spirit for sure so how's it being the the founding member of the new england music hall of fame how was that for you like you know what what did what did it take to get to that point because um just being a founding member of anything is is a big deal you know and uh especially for what you do well, I love music, you know, like I said, the folk mass and singing with large bands and keeping into contact with a lot of the local players in the music field and, and, and a big players too, um, that when the opportunity came, we were having this discussion, uh, Chris Anino and I, that's the other founding member, and he's a, an award-winning winning film producer as well. Um, we're discussing it, and so we decided to, hey, I think we'll start this and do this, and that's how that came about. And we worked really hard together, and we've inducted many, many people. Um, they'll be inducting in a few days Aztec Two Step. <laughs> and we've done yeah. so many. James Cotton, um, you, you name it. It's just, uh, it's just been amazing, and um, so, and it's not just. For you know, people we think of, oh hey, we think they're cool, so we're gonna induct them. No, we have a process, just like anything else. Right. You know, um, my main goal was to preserve music in the New England area from right. the past to the present, all genres. Yes, that's historical perspective, Native American perspective, up to the up to right now. It's really cool hip hop and all of that. Um, so we got a mixed bag of things, and we make sure we keep it mixed like that. Okay. It's important. Yes, and we're not like, oh, we're really into the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have. Um, no, we have a multitude of different things. 
we're pretty fair and balanced when it comes to that. Yeah. And uh, also, like, you know, it's not just for the recording artists. It could be for maybe there was this really wild disc jockey that really you know, was on the scene doing all this stuff. Well, we'd induct someone like that. Maybe it was a stagehand who had been around for like decades, helping all different bands at all these different clubs set up and this and that. Well, we'd induct him too. So it's the music industry. It's not just the musician. Right. So what's the best way to contact spirits in your opinion? Like, how do you, if I may ask that, I mean, I don't know if that's too personal or too in-depth. I don't think so. Uh, um, I would say just just start talking to them. I when I do appearances, I teach people so they don't have to uh, rely on me. I don't like to build people out of their money. Okay. I teach them so they can go and teach other people as well. Yeah. Um, you, I have white sage spray. You can um, that I bring to the events. I don't sell it anymore. Yeah. Um, I. I used to spray that. Another thing is, is just to sit on your bed or in the kitchen, just sit with your hands out yeah. and start, start talking, start calling somebody, you know, and see what happens. Might, nothing might happen the first time. It's not going to be like Hollywood where there's an indent on the bed that's sitting next to you. Yeah. But what you may feel is you may feel something like if you take your hand and put it up against your face, go ahead, put it up there. What do you feel? Don't touch your face, just kind of near it. What do you feel? Do you feel that heat, that energy? Yeah, I, I That's do. what you're going to feel. You're going to feel it all over your body. You're going to feel it all over your side. So you'll know where they are. You know where the spirit is. If the spirit's sitting on this side, well, you might feel something here. You might feel a prick of the hair. That's super scary. I don't have no hair, but... <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got a little bit on my beard, but... Yeah. But, but yeah, you will uh, feel different sensations. You might smell cologne, perfume, egg smell, a uh, whole bunch of different things. Um, but most of all, you're going to feel their energy. Okay. And practice comes perfection. Again, going going back to you can do chopsticks. You might not be whatever, but you will get a response in time. That I can guarantee. And in fact. You were born with that ability. It's just like it will like an instant society. We want everything instantly. But you know yourself, like um, you'll call on a spirit, like, oh geez, I could use their advice. What would they do? What would they say to me? And that's um, that's them coming through. Also, what you'll know, like if a grandparent passed away or a great grandparent, you know, it may come to you in a dream. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're driving your car and you're like, I'm not going to go down that road. I usually go. Something's going to, I don't know, I'm going to go over here. Yeah. Well, that was, again, spirit intervention saying, if you go down there, that could be an accident, a traffic jam, whatever. But you inherently knew to go up and around. Yeah. Another test uh, is if you're walking down the street and you're going to see people do this, you know? Yes. You go, you're walking down the street and all of a sudden, you go way around somebody, into the road, and up and around. Why did you do that? Or why did you duck into, like, a doorway and right. let them go by? Right. Why did you do that? Because that energy was not good for your energy. You could feel Doesn't mean they're a bad person. They could be great for somebody else. But you could feel that energy there. Okay. And that energy presented itself as, I'm going around this way. I don't want to be in that energy field. Yeah. So we were all born with that. Yeah. It's just that we don't, have, we don't use it anymore. More people should try to rely on it. That's your gut instinct. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. the reason I ask is because, um, you know, I have a couple people I would love to talk to in particular for me. Uh, my grandpa. So I have a, a, a quick small story is that, uh, my grandpa died of Alzheimer's and dementia. And uh, so my my grandmother died the same way. And they died, you know, months, you know, apart. Um, but when I was at my grandma's funeral, my grandpa was there and he already had advanced Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm -hmm. And uh, he couldn't remember anybody. And... Um, 
I, I get to the funeral and I'm there and I walk through the door. He's at the door greeting people. And as I walk through to, you know, get to, the, you know, the, the church or whatnot into the seating area, he says my name. And I already knew that he couldn't remember anything. So um, it kind of, it, it made me shut down. Like, you know, I cried. I, I, I went to my knees just about because it was just like, wow, you know, like he, re like, how did, how did, how did that just happen? So I would love to be able to speak to him and, um, and, and channel that energy. But, you know, sometimes I've been told that, you know, it's not good to go there. Um, but I believe it is because that's, my hero, you know, that's the person I want to talk to. So, um, I would love and, to be. And I believe he knew that. And the minute that energy came in the door from you, it hit his energy. And all of a sudden your name comes out because even though they have the dementia, they have very quick second moments of clarity. Okay. Yes. And so where your energy came and his energy, I believe it connected and out came your name. Yeah. So I would definitely just sit and try to talk to him. Yeah. He's not going to talk to you like in a ghost movie or anything, but he's going to talk to you and you're going to hear it and you're going to feel it. And it does take time. Okay. Be patient. Yes. Um, I also use these things called dowsing rods. Um, I, I don't have a handle on them. They're, they're, they're just straight uh, metal. Okay. Grass, actually, and um, I don't know what I, what I do with my. Oh, I packed them up. That's right. They're in my vending bag because <laughs> I bring them to events. Yeah. But you can take coat hangers and bend them like an L shape. Okay. And um, hold them firmly. Yes. But not with the white knuckle death grip. Just hold them and talk, and let's see if they start moving. Don't ask them to move this way for yes or that way. You know, God. You know, for God's sakes, if they move start running <laughs> right <laughs> so um and that's what happens whenever we do it at, at like a, an appearance thing or a comic con i always have a big security guard or just a big guy stand there behind people because they just go down uh when they start to move because they vibrate they go up your arm they press on your chest your knees go out um you're standing there, they don't even know they're crying and they're just dripping, you know, in, in tears. The energy is so strong. And um, I teach them, oh yeah, you can buy mine on the web right. if you want to, yeah. but I'd rather have you go home and get a pair of, you know, coat hangers and, um, and bend them, you yeah. know, shorter and like an L, that's all. And hold them, hold the shorter end and let's see if we can get them to move. That's and awesome. That's, uh, fantastic and it's a remarkable feeling yeah. and just make sure you're in a logical area not uh near a window that's open with the wind blowing okay you don't want to be near a water source or an electric source okay. because these were made to uh find uh, minerals gold electricity water so they're going to move if you know that's there so i try to do it out in the open in the middle away from my table because it's usually plug outlets and let people experience it that way. So you could try that yeah. or you just call me back. I can say right here, right now that I'm privileged enough to have your phone number and you know, we talk and, and, <laughs> and, and I would never share that with anybody, but I feel privileged to be able to say hi, send a text and say, hi, you know, how you doing? Um, so how, you mentioned Comic-Con. Um, how is it being a part of that? I mean, it's such a big event. I mean, there's people coming over from, you know, all the, over the world to, to come. Yes. Is it in Las Vegas? Is that where it is or no? I've been in Comic-Cons all over the United States. Okay. I'm starting to go over to Europe, the pandemic hit. So everything shut down. And what I went back on the road um, this past year uh since the pandemic you know went down and i did three comic cons and then um started to do more film work so uh you don't want to oversaturate yourself being everywhere all the time right you kind of want to 
rein in a little. Okay. Oh yeah. Business, you know, it's called yeah. business. Oh yeah. So, um, so I'm kind of um, when it comes to, towards the scary time of the year, October, I'll be back doing them again. Yeah. And in the meantime, I'll be doing them and covering them for Hollywood Entertainment News. So I'll be there for about you know a couple hours on one day at, at different events that I can travel to within let's say seven eight hours you right. know, from where I am. Yeah, and I, I just uh, I really admire everything that you've been doing, and um, you're like super famous to me because I follow <laughs> like you know ghost hunters, I follow paranormal, and you know part of. Uh, who I am is I'm trying to find out how to uh, just be well-rounded and that encompasses you know knowing about everything and you know even uh, people that are close to me that aren't interested in my show they were interested in me having you as a guest so I'm like ah you know I gotta you know I gotta make that happen and so thank you so much for um, for for being here and um, tell us more about uh, the things that you have uh, going on with Hollywood Entertainment and uh, Atlanta Happenings and just, you know, everything that you got going. Uh, let the audience know how they can reach you, how they can find you, and uh, what it takes to have you uh, on on their show. Because I know for me, it was a little bit of work and, I, and, and I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. So uh, just let us know. Well, uh, with Atlanta Happenings, we did the first series of uh, small programs, which are in the queue now to be uploaded to the various things in and around the Atlanta area. That will also be on 360 TVN. And as a a standing thing, now the entire network 360 TVN, which is owned by the 360 TVN movie studios in Los Angeles, they're going to be on the M12 channel on Comcast and Big Sap. So that's one thing. And then, of course, we have, you know, uh, we're on ah, tons of places. We're on, like, Apple TV and Android TV and the Fire, Android Fire, Amazon Fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Every streaming media I think you can think of. Um, has a, a piece of uh, my work there, so uh, or 360 TVN. Um, another thing that I love to do, because I am a chaplain, I am a military chaplain, mighty. What I like to do is to um, speak and counsel veterans, young men and women who are going through drug rehab yes. and or alcohol uh, rehab. It's yes. very important to connect with them. Uh, give them a shoulder to listen to. I work with the homeless as well in my area. And uh, through that, I also do these things called bumper commercials, which are, again, quick little 15, 30 second uh, blips there. And what I do is I support Veterans Green Coffee. A veteran's green coffee gives back to the veterans. You buy the coffee, they give the money. And they have so many programs, and they're also part, and they're one of my media partners as well. So. Bullets. We are actively filming those. If my daughter and I can stop laughing and strangling <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, um, and we, my grandson can't be around when we film those because he gets a little too scared. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Hollywood Entertainment News has gone from just a, you know, thinking of, geez, I got to do something during the pandemic. They shut down all the Comic Cons. <laughs> right. Um, that has grown. Jeez. I was talking to Antonio Choice, who owns the cast firm, and I we were in the a magazine. We were we had um, over 23 million views. That was last year. Wow! And now I estimated it to be around 30, and he says, "No, you're wrong. We're well over 70 million views wow. because of the international airport stuff." Yeah. And you know, I he says you have to think about all of the platforms you're in. Yeah. There's people walking by. You have count them all. So, yeah, yeah he says there's uh, quite a few. And um, we're filming more of those, more positive messages. 
and covering Comic Cons and doing interviews. So I, I just may be interviewing you. <laughs> hey, I would really appreciate it because my audience is growing and I really appreciate everyone that has uh, supported me. And I know from having this interview, someone that's a culture icon as well as yourself that uh, is on my show is going to help my audience. It's going to bring more people in. And I totally appreciate everything that you do. And thank you for being here. And I want to ask you three quick questions that um, that are uh, important to the audience, to me. Um, they asked me to ask you, so I'm asking you. Okay, so what does KO mean? <laughs> question I want to ask is you um, are big into animal rescue uh, yes. can you tell us a little bit about that and how that goes and, and what projects you have with the, the animal rescue I know in my state of New Hampshire uh, to be an animal rehabber you have to be licensed and take these courses but I've been doing animal rescue and rehabbing long before I moved to New Hampshire um, while I'm here if there's a small animal that doesn't have a, a chance and you know what which which happened to was about a year a year ago this August um, I got called to, from a construction site to come to get a squirrel that was on the ground so I said well what is they took a picture it was this little pink thing little 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 probably not even a week old just a pink little look like a rat with a tail all pink and eyes all shut and stuff it took me an hour and a half to get there i called uh, the vet he says yeah we'll euthanize it for you i'm like what um there's gotta be something wrong with it if it's that young and out of the nest right and i called the rehabbers and they basically said the same thing you can make the trip uh it's not going to survive Da, da, da. I did that four years ago. That everybody said the same thing. So um, I was stuck with I, I'm not gonna let it die, um, and they need to be heat regulated. So I took the little bum and I stuck her inside my shirt in my bra, and there where she stayed, dirty bra and all for yeah. weeks. And okay. I would take her out and I'd feed her every two hours with a syringe until she could gain her strength, and then slowly reorientated her into um, like acclimating her in, in, to be released 
And uh, that's what we did. And she's off on her own doing great. But sometimes um, I know rehabbers and people, they're overwhelmed, but the success rate of any kind of infant animal uh, wildlife is like nil. I mean, they, they have, I'll describe it like this. They have an off switch. And if they decide they want to go, they just go. I, I don't know what it is. You can do the best you can. And two months later, they're dead. And no reason. So yeah. I don't know about that. But this little one, um, it was a little girl. She, um, she did quite well. And so we're able to uh, release her and very healthy. Yes. Little, little chubby bum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we... now that's why this. Hey. Yes, hey. <laughs> that's right. Well, we want, I'm glad you put that up. And uh, we just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the show. Um, and here at the Duke Lot Show, we want to just extend our welcome anytime. Um, we hope to be a part of the things that you have going on. So if you want to invite us to, uh, to, to film with you, that would be great. Um, That'd be great too. I love that. Yeah, I would love that. That would be such an honor. And I just want to say thank you so much for well, being a part you, of my Chief. show. And uh, you're so thank awesome. You for me. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me uh, for any reason, uh, don't bother. No. <laughs> 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 no, you can you can easily get a hold of me with Queen of the Paranormal dot com. Um, all the social media links are there, or you can go to hollywoodentertainmentnews.com. All of the links and everything is there. You can email me straight from there as well. Yes, and so thank you so much, and the thank audience you. is going to enjoy this, and I, I'm so grateful to have this as being a part of my show. Thank you so much, and we appreciate thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.